Welcome back to Sexmancers. We are now in 2019. How does it feel? Does the newness of the new year still feel great to you? You know, hopefully you aren't already in a situation where you feel like you've already lost the year. Come on, it's just the beginning. You know, you can keep on your goals. You have plenty of time to accomplish everything you wanted in 2019. All right, so here we go. Now, when it comes to your relationship, you know, and we start thinking about the new year. Everyone, you know, has already set their new year's resolutions, but here's the thing. The beginning of the year is a great time to start, you know, activities, to start, you know, getting everything in line because you're all motivated. You're all thinking, hey, you know what? The last year, you know, is gone. We have a fresh start. And most people, you know, they set health goals and join gyms, but the problem is, they don't last very long, do they? You know, what is it statistically staying by, you know, February 1st, about 90% of people who had set New Year's resolutions have already failed and given up on them? You know, and think about that. February 1st, you still have 11 months to go. You know, it takes time to establish new habits. You're going to fall off the band or the bandwagon. <laughs> you're going to fall off the wagon several times and you're going to have to pick yourself back up. But when we go through and we take a look at 2019, you know, this is your best time in January, right? Your best time to seek out and accomplish new opportunities. So if you've set, you know, resolutions in every other area of your life, you know, that you want to improve, all right, so you're motivated, you got the go get them tiger attitude, you know, but if you're smart, you know, you'll set, you know, the resolution, you'll have set the resolutions that match, you know, what you want, you know, and that you will have an accountability partner, right? So you need someone that's going to, you know, hold you accountable to what you say here. And so if you say for your, you know, for 2019, you want to have sex uh, with your partner, three times a week, make sure you communicate that with your partner and they hold you accountable. Trust me, you tell a guy that you want to have sex with him three times a week, chances are he's going to hold you accountable to that. You know, and then, you know, there are so many areas, right, of your life that you want to go through and set goals for. Now, here's why, you know, you don't want to set too many goals. You give up right? Now I know you probably going, why are you doing this now? Why aren't, why didn't you, you know, go through and, you know, say this December 31st, right? And good question, because right now I'm just recapping what you should have already known from anywhere else that you've uh, listened to, what you should have done December 31st. I'm recapping this because chances are some of you have already forgotten Right? You set your New Year's resolution goals back when you were drunk and you can't remember what they were. Well, who says you got to wait until the next first of the year to you know, set what your real goals are, okay? You've already told everybody else what they wanted to hear was your goal. Now is the time to actually you know, go through and set the goals you really want to accomplish, Right. Okay? 
and you can set them for multiple areas of your life. There are seven different areas, of course. Now, do you want to set a goal in each area of your life? No, because each of those goals or each of those areas, if you put too many goals down, you're not going to do much. You're going to feel overwhelmed and you're not going to do a whole lot. Just pick the areas that mean the most to you. Now, the beginning of the year, the reason why this is your best opportunity is because you're the most motivated. Everyone's the most motivated January 1st. Then, you know, a lot of people lose motivation by January 7th, right? So let's say you set your goal to have more sex uh, with your husband, you know, and you go in and that first seven days, you had sex with him four times. Now you're exhausted, you're worn out, and you don't feel like you can keep it up. And so you just throw your hands up in the air, and then 2019, your relationship with your husband won't be any different than it was in 2018 or 2017 or 2016 or any of the other previous years for however long your relationship has kind of been lackluster. You know that? And get this. You know, it's not just, you know, the beginning of the year, January, being more motivation for you. It's more motivation for him because he's probably set some goals and some things that he wants to do. And so if he has set the goal that, yes, he wants to engage with you uh, more in improving your marriage, you know, your, you know, if you're dating or if you're just engaged at this particular point in time. So he's going to be more motivated at this particular point in time to make the changes that he needs to make. And it takes about, eh, what, 21 days, you know, for new habits to really set in and take effect. So do it when the motivation is the highest, right? You don't want to, you know, wait and let this perfect opportunity go by, right? Now, of course, you know, what are the areas and ideas of things that you can set as goals, but not just because you want to improve your life, but rather you want to be able to do things that improve your life and you can do with your spouse, right? So a lot of you, again, you know, you should have already know this. So this is kind of just a recap episode because everyone's all motivated December 31st, but here it is now, you know, um, January, well, I'm recording this on January 5th, but by the time it comes out, you know, it will be, uh, let me just check the calendar. You know, by the time this comes out, it will be January 10th. And a lot of you, again, you'll have already given up. And so I'm trying to give you that, you know, boost to make you just as excited as you were December 31st for 2019 and make sure that you're back on track. Okay. So what are some areas? Well, let's say you wanted to set some health goals. You know, 2019, you want to get healthier. Okay. So what can you do? All right. Well, of course, you know, more sex is pretty healthy because sex involves quite a bit of activity, right? But have you taken a look at that gym membership that you got? You know, the one that you promised you were going to go to three times a week. Well, did you get a gym membership with him as well? 
the two of you getting ready, you know, to go to the gym and work out and, you know, keep each other motivated is not only a great activity, you know, that increases your health, your stamina, and your alertness and your ability to accomplish all your other goals, but it's a great way to connect. You can challenge each other. You can gamify, you know, your gym workout. And one thing that guys like is competition, you know, being able to gamify, you know, who did the most miles on the treadmill in the least amount of time, you know, now I get it, you know, women, when it comes to weightlifting and all of that, you know, you may not be able to bench press uh, the most, but you know, you might be able to say who had the biggest percentage improvement and what and how much weights you can lift or, you know, squats you can do or sit-ups or whatever it is uh, that you want to accomplish or work on at the gym. You two can keep each other motivated, spend time together, being able to, you know, connect outside of the bedroom while you're accomplishing the health goals that will make your time back into the bedroom a lot more productive, a lot more satisfying. And plus, if you can take uh, additional uh, products or supplements to, you know, boost your workout, you know, things like uh, protein shakes or there's, uh, you know, some amino, amino acids that act as vasodilators, you know, uh, that dilate, you know, your blood vessels, much like a sexual stimulant does. But, you know, in, but the increased blood flow helps to increase, you know, uh, the effectiveness of your workout. And then afterwards, who knows, you know, maybe that increased blood flow will lead to a little bit of, you know, passion when you get back home. You know, you could think about, you know, saving money on the gym membership and your health goal is going on walks together, going on runs. You know, maybe the two of you, you know, pick some spots and you race or, you know, if the two of you work different types of shifts and you have kids and everything, you can gamify that a little bit. You know, there are apps called, you know, uh, Map My Run or Map My Fitness, you know, basically the same type of thing where, you know, the two of you can challenge each other, right? The two of you can challenge each other on your health goals, you know, on, you know, who can, you know, do more miles, you know, bike riding in a week or walking in a week, or jogging, or, you know, whatever, right? You know, you can go through, and I like the fact that, you know, you have health apps that allow you to gamify and challenge each other, because, you know, competition also breeds connectivity, you know, and, uh, you know, and then, you know, as a way of keeping each other accountable, you're able to see you know, how much each other's done, uh, in your, you know, challenge to each other. And, you know, with Matt, my fitness, Matt, my run, you know, whatever one, I mean, they're both the same company, you know, they both allow uh, you to post uh, the results of, uh, of that to, uh, Facebook, Twitter, whatever social media platform you like to use, or, you know, screenshot it and throw it up on Instagram, you know, and you can even get, you know, to the point where, you know, and this is really fun. You know, you got other couples that you know and are friends with. Well, and then maybe you can make it a couples challenge, 
right? That you and your uh, husband challenge, you know, your friend and your friend's husband, you know, to these exercise goals and who can do more and, you know, map things out together, you know, kind of gamify and challenge each other with it, right? But this is a way that you can turn health goals into things that you and your spouse can do together and create a little more connectivity. Well, what about spiritual goals? Now, some of you, you're looking at spiritual goals and you're going, I'm not religious. I don't believe in that. Fine. You know, you don't have to believe in, you know, um, Judaism or Christianity or Islam or whatever, Buddhism, you know, but, you know, the spiritual goals, you know, and spirituality isn't necessarily about religion, although it is heavily associated with religion. But if you are someone who is very religious, you know, go to, you know, your synagogue, go to your church, go to your uh, temple, right? Uh, I, I don't really know what they call it in uh, Islam, but, you know, it, it, that's not the point. You know, but you go to these places of community and you join groups together, right? You can do, uh, you know, uh, you know. Uh, I'm just going to use Christianity stuff as an example here. You can work it out for whatever religion you are, but you can do Bible readings together, Bible studies, um, you know, community outreach, community service. You can, you know, uh, there's a lot of churches I know that have a lot of different groups. And these are people that are, you know, joining groups to create bonds and, you know, make friends and, you know, really be able to communicate and talk, you know, even, you know, choirs, you know, if you want to sing. But, you know, getting into these organized groups, you know, uh, at church or even out of church, community groups can be a great way for you and your husband to bond. You find, you know, a group in which the two of you share similar interests, you know, and make it, you know, feel like you're actually making a difference. You know, that you're working together to improve uh, your community, improve quality of life for people. You know, something that, you know, you can feel like you're bonding while you're increasing you know, meaning in life, purpose in life. You know, if you can bond over having a shared purpose in life, you're going to have a pretty great time and a pretty great marriage. And, you know, closely associated with these spiritual goals is social goals. Although social goals, you can do uh, far more because you're not limited to things that you want to connect to spirituality or, you know, connecting, you know, to your community or neighborhood. Like, for instance, social goals. How many times a week or, you know, a month or ever do you and your friends get together and have game nights? I don't care how old you are. When do you have game nights? You know, I remember, you know, growing up and every Thursday night was cards night for my mom. You know, her and, you know, her friends, you know, would come over and they would play cards. Or, you know, in some uh, particular situation, you know, with my grandparents, you know. So it would be my mom and dad, you know, on one team and my grandparents on another team. And they would play all types of card games, you know. 
I believe their favorite game was hand and foot, you know, and they would do that. Or, you know, they would get in uh, and it would be the men, you know, you know, the husbands versus the wives, you know, ways that you could do that. But you can, you know, invite your friends over right, and do couples game night. You know, uh, some nights, you know, you and your husband are on the same team challenging the other couple. And other nights, you and your husband are on different teams, you know, the men versus the women. You know, and I realize, you know, that, you know, this seems old-fashioned, but it seems like, you know, old-fashioned values is when people and marriages were, you know, more connected and people were happier in their relationships because they were actually doing stuff with each other. They weren't just, you know, rotting away in front of the TV hoping to share the same interest in the same programs, you know? And so some of these old fashioned values of just getting together, you don't need to go out to the bars and spend, you know, uh, a whole bunch of money, you know, on booze in order to have fun with your friends. You know, you don't need to go into debt trying to keep up with the Joneses at this theme park and this expensive place or whatever. No, just, Go out, you know, to Walmart, buy some board games, buy some stuff like, you know, the old games, the good games, you know, like Monopoly, you know, the old fashioned version of Monopoly, you know, the game Sorry and, you know, all of that things that, you know, you and your friends, you know, get together around the table and you're able to play and challenge each other and get this when you're doing that. A lot of times you're talking with each other. You're talking about your day, you're telling jokes, you're having a good time. And, and ladies, this is where bonding happens, right? This is where, you know, you can start, you know, building deeper relationships in your marriage because you're bonding and talking and all of that. So, you know, when we talk about being able to get out of the bedroom, you know, with your spouse, because... I know I focus a lot on, you know, the beginning stages of, you know, increasing sex because sex increases, you know, bonding, you know, with each other, increasing love. I mean, there are bonding, you know, it's, you know, bonding hormones and all of that. And sex is a great way, you know, to disrupt the normal routine uh, that a guy has, you know, as a guy gets older, they get stuck in their routine and it's a great way to disrupt that routine with minimal resistance. But, you know, when we start talking about getting out of the bedroom, it doesn't have to be just you and your husband to bond. You know, doing activities, you know, as a family, you know, if you have kids or, you know, inviting friends over and having regular game nights, those are great opportunities to bond and have fun and, you know, all of that stuff. You know, and it doesn't really cost a whole lot of money. It doesn't, you know, it, it just, you know, goes through and you're allowed to have, you know, some fun with this. Now, outside of that, there are other areas in which you and your spouse have the ability to bond outside of the bedroom. You know, let's say you put in financial goals, you know, you want to pay off debt, you want to, you know, uh, become debt free, you want to be able to 
get a new house or, you know, whatever it is your financial goals are. You want to be able to start investing into that 401k so that when you get to the end of your lifetime, you can retire with dignity, the end of your working lifetime, right? So here it is, you and your spouse can sit down together. You're able to go, okay, here's where we stand financially right now, right? Here's where we want to get to. Here's the activities that we're going to need to do. We need to sit down and communicate about the budget, our financial goals, you know, set aside, you know, time to, you know, review our progress, you know, maybe for motivation, you know, you put a a chart on there that gives you visual, you know, a, a visual ability to see your progress in eliminating debt and building wealth, seeing your net worth go up, gamify it, you know, see who can find the ways to reduce expenses, you know, the most without sacrificing too much of quality or see who can engage in, you know, increasing, you know, income, increasing, you know, how much money is brought in by, you know, either getting another bigger pay raise, who's going to get the bigger promotion or just doing a side business, a side hustle together, you know, these are, you know, different areas and different ways in which your goals for 2019 can also be bonding activities with your spouse. You know, and of course, family nights, you know, family goals. You know, you do a movie night. Yes, that's just going to be in front of, you know, the TV as a way to relax. But maybe you watch, you know, a couple's movie or maybe you watch a family movie if you have kids. You know, if you have kids, you can go to the parks on the weekends and, you know, really focus on your kids, you know, together, you know, chasing them around, having fun. And plus you're bonding with your kids as well. And that's a good thing. They need you there, right? Or getting involved in some sports. You know, I know I mentioned game nights, you know, with, you know, with friends, but, you know, your kids getting involved in sports and you helping them out, you know, with sports together, You know, these are family activities and family activities are bonding activities as well for a husband and a wife. You know, it's really, you know, it's really there, you know, and the opportunities being January, you know, to be able to set these new goals, these new habits, these new, you know, ways for you and your spouse to bond You know, motivation is never going to be higher than it is at the beginning of the year. And all of that said, there are some warnings here. You know, you got to make sure that, you know, as you go through and you set all these goals, don't go crazy with it. Some of you girls out there, you know, when you want to go off and, you know, plan stuff, you know, you go overboard, you go kind of crazy with everything. And when it comes to trying to find all these new ways in which you and your husband can spend time together and bond, you try to set too many things, you know, you try to set goals in too many areas of your lives and want to monopolize every last moment of his day, you know, or every last moment of his day off or, you know, um, after work, you know, leaving him no time you know, for himself. And just like you need some time to yourself, you know, to think, reflect, relax, he does too. He needs time where he can sit down, shut off his brain, go to his empty box and just, you know, relax. 
Yes, guys have what's called an empty box. You know, a place where they can go, stare off into nothingness, and think about absolutely nothing. I know it's a strange concept, you know, uh, to you know some women out there, but you know when you see your guy just staring off into space, that doesn't mean he's actually thinking about anything or daydreaming about anything. It means he. A lot of times, it means he has cleared his mind. And that's part of how he's relaxing. I mean, heck, why do you think fishing is so popular among men? Because they just get to sit there, you know, cast a line out. Not much happens, and they don't have to put a lot of thought into anything. They get to go to their empty box. You know, the place in their mind where there's no thoughts, no distractions. It's just emptiness, you know. And, you know, guys kind of need that sometimes to you know, rest and recharge and all that. And if you're going to monopolize all of his time, you know, he doesn't get that, you know, time in his empty box in order to, you know, really recharge and relax. And you're just going to end up, you know, getting the exact opposite effect, having a very grumpy person that you don't want to spend any time with. All right. So, you know, be reasonable in the amount of, you know, goals uh, that you set that, you know, you want to try and do uh, together as a couple. You know, know your man enough to understand what he can and can't handle. You know, if you set health goals, right, don't try and take a guy who hasn't really put in exercise at all for the past few years and then start off, you know, trying to run him 10 miles, you know, in a day or, you know, five miles twice a week. You're going to kill him that way. Right? Or, you know, you set other goals like you want him to build a, a, a deck or you want to build, you know, a deck and add on, you know, to your house together. And he doesn't know his way around the tool bench any more than, well, I, I don't want to be, you know, stereotypical here about, you know, women because a lot of you women are pretty handy. But he is useless with tools and you want him to build a deck, you know, or build one together. You know, know your man, know his limitations, know what, what his skills and abilities are, you know, don't try and, you know, set something where it forces him to show the, you know, how he can't do something and, you know, frustrate him because you're trying, because he doesn't understand, you know, how to do something or doesn't have the physical capabilities of doing something because that's just going to make him just throw his hands up in the air, give up. And guess what? You're right back where you started last year, wondering how you can improve your relationship. And, you know, it, even if you do want to get a goal where it says you want to do five miles, you know, twice a week, right? Well, maybe you don't start off doing five miles. Maybe you start off with one mile twice a week. You know, and then after that goes, you know, uh, good for a couple of weeks, then you increase it to one and a half or two miles. Then you increase it to three miles. Then you increase it to four. Then you increase it to five. You don't have to go for it all at once, you know, or if your guy is kind of a, you know, introvert, right? Not a very outgoing person, you know, and you decide you're going to go with the social goals and invite your friends over where you're going to play cards and board games and all that. Going, you know, from hanging out with friends uh, as a rare occasion to having them over five, six, seven nights a week, 
is going to drive him crazy, right? Because again, he's going to need some time away. So just know the limitations, capabilities of your man. And, you know, don't try to overwhelm him and go nuts and crazy about it. All right. So keep, uh, you know, keep the breakdown of what you want to do and what he wants to do, even and equal. So just because you set a goal, you know, of something you want to do together, doesn't always mean that's what he wants to do. Now, if he's a good husband, you know, yes, he's going to make some sacrifices and do some things he doesn't really want to do, you know, just spend time with you just to, you know, make you happy, but you got to be willing to do the same, right? It's only fair. So let's say you can only do four things, you know, uh, in a week together, he gets to pick two of them and then you get to pick the other two. Now you may not like or have any interest in the things he wants to do. But if he's doing the things you want to do that he has, that he doesn't like or have interest in, you know what? Just like you expect him to suck it up and do it anyways, you should too. But I would suggest, you know, if you really want it to work, you sit down and talk to each other and find stuff that you both want to do. You know, going off and, you know, half the time you're miserable because you're doing crap you don't want to do. And half the time he's miserable because, you know, you, you know, cause he's doesn't want to do any of the things you want to do. Isn't really all that beneficial. So you got to be, you know, willing to compromise or find the things in which you both enjoy doing. All right. Now, the last thing, you know, is be able to commit to what it is you're saying you want to do together. You know, whether that's the number of times you're having sex a week, whether that's the number of times you're, you know, doing activities as, you know, with friends, you know, together or, you know, as, you know, getting involved in the community together or whatever, make a commitment to that. But even if you fall off the wagon, let's say, you know, February 1st comes or, you know, March 1st comes and you started missing, you know, a couple of weeks or, you know, you started missing a few nights and then you started missing a couple of weeks. Don't wait until the next year. Find a way to go, hey, 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 we committed to this. We've, you know, kind of slacked off a little bit, but let's get back on that wagon and get this going. I know staying motivated as the year goes on. You know, it's hard, especially if you fail two or three or four times, you know, to stick to these goals. But you got to be willing to be able to get back on them and being able to, you know, really stick to what it is you want out of your relationship in 2019. All right. So that's it uh, for this episode. Hopefully, if you've already lost your motivation and fell off the bandwagon, you'll be able to get uh, back into your motivated spirits and be able to go off and get back on and really, you know, just keep this episode in mind. Every time you start feeling frustrated or like you're failing at your goals and that you're never, you know, you're just never going to be able to, you know, be successful. You know, come back to this episode, replay it and get motivated, you know, get that fire started back up and get back out there and do what you said you were going to do to have a better, happier relationship. 
All right, I'd like to thank you so much uh, for your time and attention today. It has been very much appreciated. And I hope you get a lot out of this episode. Now, you can check the links in the show notes if you want to find ways uh, in which you can support the show. You can also, you know, with Valentine's Day coming up, ladies, you can give your man the gift of the Women's Instruction Manual, 200 blank pages indicating man's collective knowledge of the female mind. You know, you can give it to him as a gag gift, or you can order it yourself, fill it in, and what better Valentine's gift can you think of than the personal operating manual to you? Thank you so much. I'll be back again soon.